Welcome, everybody, back to the Best and the Worst podcast. Back again. We have uh, quite a big show lined up. I mean, we're going to talk about probably the most talked about wrestling match this month, I guess. Because, I mean, I was going to say the whole year, but I'd be lying because most people didn't know Stardom existed till like, this week. So, uh, talk about, uh, we're talking about the Stardom show. We're going to talk about Gaiaism. And we're also going to talk about uh, four matches, the four feature bouts from the TJPW Corican. Uh, but first, we, we got some news. I got one bit of Dragon Gate news, so to speak. Um, they uh, had a... Uh, so I didn't add it into our watch list. Uh, I didn't expect much from it. And, you know, should have guessed wrong. I don't know why. But uh, they held Genki Horiguchi's homecoming in his hometown. And in the main event, he pinned Keisuke Okuda with the black, uh, the, I almost said the black slide. Oh my God. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> the backslide from heaven. And then afterwards, he was just like, well, nat- natural vibes is shaping up nice. I mean, Casey's King of Gate. UT's coming along nice. We have King Shimizu now. Kame's ready. Susumu's always great. And he's like, well, I kind of feel like I'm being left behind. So he was like, but I got to win tonight. So. Brave Gate champion, Keisuke Okuda. And Okuda's like, bro, what the fuck do you want? Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I wanna he's like, this might be my last singles title opportunity, so let me challenge for the belt. So they set it for day one of Kobe World. Uh don't think Genki will win. If he does, I won't complain, but I think at least the six man belts, the tag belts, and the Brave Gate will get defended again on night two, since night two is just gonna be the Yoshino retirement night. So I don't think they'll just run back another Dream Gate title match. But that's for that. And then Seedling decided they were just going to do everything in two days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the best way to pull it. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. We were angry the first day, and then the next day we were like, what is wrong with this company? <laughs> yeah, I think in the space of like two days, I was like, oh yeah, Nana's a great booker. And then the next day I was like, hey, her. <laughs> yeah, I was like, sucks and then the next day i was like what is wrong with her <laughs> uh so on the first day we were very upset because they had a captain's fall match and uh yumika hoda she pinned uh asuka and due to the rules that means asuka would have to be a part of citrus win now and we were just like what the fuck is wrong with you uh but also that... uh yumiko hoda wanted a lumberjack match yeah for the tag titles you know, you make a Hoda, she's different. Old. Yeah, old and different. <laughs> so, uh, Sick of the old guard. Yeah, but the next day, Oscar returned to Los Angeles. <laughs> she was just like, well, I did join Citrus Win. I mean, there was no rule saying that I couldn't go back to Los Angeles. And I mean, duh. I mean, that's very big brain. I was hoping that's what you did, what they did, because, I mean, they didn't say you had to stay there. <laughs> yeah, she kind of just joined Citrus Wind and was like, all right, I'm done, bye. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'll do this dance one time and that's it. <laughs> but, uh, they are, her and, uh, well, they and Makoto retained the tag titles, uh, you know, over Rina Yamashita and Yumiko Hoda. Uh, also forgot to mention from uh, day one, uh, I think it was Iski Aoki, Kaho Kabayashi, I think it was Rina and Yu. They dis- they peacefully disbanded Yoshiko Gumi because Yoshiko is going to be out way longer than we expected. <laughs> yeah, didn't she just like have a broken nose or something? 
dude, I don't know what's wrong with her. I'm pretty sure her injuries are a lot worse than what they're putting out there, which, I mean, fine, don't tell us, because I don't want to know, honestly. Um, Frankly, I don't care, but as long as she's she's fine. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to know, man. So they canceled, I think it was her produce show or something, something that she was going to... Yeah, it was her birthday produce, I think. Yeah, that's what it was, because Nene announced her... uh, like twenty fifth anniversary show or something. Um, so like Natsuki Tao and somebody else is gonna be there. <laughs> I forgot. Okay, leave me alone. Uh, but uh, yeah, they peacefully disband- disbanded Yoshiko Gumi that I didn't even know was a thing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, neither did I. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Oh, all right, cool. All right. Now back to day two. So Los Angeles, they. Los Echos, yes, we can say Los Echos. They're now a <laughs> waffle faction. And you just not to deal with it. Uh they uh they retained the tag titles and then Oscar was just like, Well, uh Hoda, you now have to join uh Los Egos and you will have to show up with expensive clothing to us tomorrow. <laughs> and Hoda was just like, bro, what the f-? Heart uh, was just like, I'm too old for this. <laughs> like 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 I put on a pair of a working jeans and big boots. I don't shop. <laughs> uh, but uh, in the main event, uh, we had the number one contenders match for the Beyond the Sea singles title with Ryomi Tsunami taking on Nane Takahashi. And Ryo busted that ass. And then Nane cut a very heartfelt promo uh, approving of Ryo. And then Arisa Nakajima came out and was just like, that was disgusting. I hate you. Citrus win is no more. <laughs> <laughs> And then Arisa came out and was like, I, that was disgusting. I hate you. I'm ending this. <laughs> yeah, Nane really saw like one Dragon Gate show and she was like, you know what? That's a great Dude, idea. <laughs> she had Susumu sew her those masks and then she was just like, yeah, they do be disbanding a lot of factions in Dragon Gate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's Dragon Gate peeled out of her mind. I, I mean, I already knew she was a fan, but I didn't think she was going to take that to the booking. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I guess that's where they're headed next is a feud with Arisa and Nane, which is fine. Uh, lots. Uh, of... I think they're fighting at the Nane's 25th anniversary show. Oh, cool, cool. And then they'll Sorry. probably get back together afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, Rio versus Asuka's next, and we were talking, I said, I think Rio will probably win here, and I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. Yeah, then I think Asuka's going to go to AEW. Yeah. I think she's going to defend the Beyond the Sea tag titles on AW Dark Elevation uh, against, I don't know, Abaddon or something. <laughs> oh, against Tay Conti and Anna Jay would actually be quite a good match. Yeah, well, Anna Jay shouldered it. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm fine with Rio winning because, I mean, I think Asuka and Makoto are probably going to hold the tag titles till at least the end of the year. So, I mean, whatever. I mean, I think Asuka was just meant to be a transitional champion for Yoshiko, and then Yoshiko obviously that went back. out the window. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Yoshiko was going to come back and win the belt, but since that's not the case, I don't know. You know, if that was plan B, if Rio's plan B, that is a great plan B. I mean, I got to give Nane some props here. That's actually smart. I mean, at least Rio's not on AEW Dark anymore. Yeah, at least, and at least she's not going back for now, at least, she said. She was like, I got new goals in Japan I need to accomplish, and then I'll come back. I was like, cool. 
Yeah, Good she's one. probably going to hold the title till uh, Yoshiko comes back. Yeah, and that'd be next year and she comes <laughs> back. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, cool. I don't want to see her on AEW Dark. <laughs> uh, she lost to Abaddon. I was like, yeah, it's time to send Rio back. <laughs> Uh, no, but that that should be good. Uh, and that's really all the news. I guess we can just talk about how Los, Los Egos is just like six people now, which is actually kind of based, you know. <laughs> uh, but you know, you know, things in Seedling are looking nice, but I am still holding out for a high speed title. I don't think it'll ever happen, but I'm holding out for it. I have hope. I mean, I think they should at this point just because of how many, like, high-speed matches they have and, like, they have the whole rule set anyway, so... Yeah. They... Oh, it's probably Nane just doesn't want to pay for a new belt. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she just pick up, like, a belt from the trash can or from some defunct federation. She pick up, like, the Wrestle 1 Cruiserweight tied out the trash can and go, alright, this is ours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be actually smart. But, I mean, I can understand. They probably don't have funds to get a new belt right now which i mean cool i think they should just go take a belt from somebody uh <laughs> the stardom high speed belt they're not using it <laughs> yeah they might as well <laughs> so we'll cover we're about to cover the four featured belts from the tjpw show you may ask why didn't we cover the full show quite frankly Apart from these four matches, we didn't really care. I mean, I watched the Kamiyu and now Kakuta tag match, but realistically. Yeah, it just felt like a normal TJPW show to me. I mean, the four featured matches were good, but it was just another show that just kind of happened. Yeah. They didn't really have which, much build going into it. Which you can't like blame them because they just did Cyber Fight as well. Yeah, this was just kind of a bounce back show and it was fine. I don't think, like I said, I don't think it was a bad show. It was just, it wasn't that important to where we need to cover all of it in grave detail. Yeah. So, the first match we're going to cover is Kayato Urbami versus Shoko Nakajima. And me and our good friend Alex Richards were talking yesterday. This bird is definitely a former wrestler. <laughs> uh, so, I read um, the translation of what Shoko said after the match. And apparently, Shoko's known her for quite a while. And she trains with her at an undisclosed location, which could mean anything. But All right, Yoko supposedly Bito, this bird is what woman... I'm saying to you, Yoko Bito. You gonna come out right now? <laughs> but uh, supposedly, Bird Woman has wanted to wrestle for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think she was wrestling beforehand because what she does in the ring is like way too smooth for someone yeah. that's had two matches. She had there's like only minor hiccups during her matches, and you could attribute that to Ring Quest if you really wanted to. Like, I mean, even if like she did have a background of like MMA or I don't know gymnastics, it Carlos still wouldn't be that different. fluid. Yeah, Horace yeah. looks different, uh, especially for what she does. She does a lot of springboards. A uh, lot of lucha style offense. You're not learning that in MMA. I promise you. Uh, oh my god, it's uh, Kaho Kobayashi. <laughs> oh my god, the <laughs> lucha dora opponent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, also, it, also it just makes me think she's an, a former wrestler because I mean she's not used to working in the mask. It keeps coming off. <laughs> uh, yeah, like at the end of the match, like her whole mask was off. Yeah, you and, like see everything. If I think if you paused it, you'd probably be able to like zoom in and see who it is. But 
you know, I don't want to do that. That's too much work. Let's just go with it. <laughs> Let's just continue to speculate. Uh, a lot of people were saying Maho, and I was just like, you know, possible, but it's Yoko Bito. <laughs> 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 uh, no, but uh, like I said, this was a fun match here. Uh, obviously, now that we had those backstage comments, uh, we now know why Choco trusted the Bird Woman to do as much as she did. And, you know, it was a fun match. And like I said, this this bird is not new to wrestling. I don't want to know. I don't want to hear it. But I of think course, it helps as well. Like, it's just impossible to have a bad match with Shoko. You know, Hyper Missile was, you know, trying to push her luck with that one. But, I mean, even then, <laughs> eh, it was actually pretty okay. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. They should probably just have Shoko challenge Hikari next. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Forget about this tag team thing. Let's, let's get Shoko some singles, okay? Uh, but yeah, of course Shoko won. Uh, hopefully, uh, the Bird Woman can get her, her mask situated so she's not having to worry about it falling off. I mean, especially with her style mask, it's much like Doki's where it just falls off all the time. So <laughs> yeah, like if you grabbed it, you'd probably just like pull it off ahead. Oh yeah, for sure. If you just grab one good grab, it's off. <laughs> uh, and then the other one. This match actually surprised me, even though we we sing praises of both of them pretty, you know, pretty fluidly on these uh, TJPW reviews. Yuki Arai had her first singles match against Mirai Mayumi. This rule would have had Mirai was beating the praise <laughs> off of Yuki Arai. <laughs> and Yuki Arai was taking it. It was crazy. Uh, you know, it's crazy that Yuki arrives like three matches in because like she's coming along pretty good. Uh, of course, she'll probably have a faster track to the top compared to other TJPW rookies. So I guess yeah, I think not. that does like hold some of them back because like obviously they give them like a limited move set. But I feel like we Yuki Arai, they're just like okay, do what you want. Yeah, and Which I mean, is fine because she's tra- training with Miu anyway. So yeah, she 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 knows what she's doing. But honestly, some of their, I mean, namely Arisu Endo, the second coming of Katara Suzuki, some of the rookies can just step out and do other stuff because I think they've got the basics down, so. <laughs> but uh, Yuki Arad, of course, she'll probably have the fast track. Uh, she'll probably only do the bigger shows for now, which I mean, fine. Uh, so they're giving her a lot of good opponents, and... Mariah was another good one. Mariah was just like, okay, I'm going to hurt you. Are you okay with that? <laughs> she goes like, yeah, sure, I guess. Uh, and it just, I don't know, it was just really fun. Mariah went for the lariat at one point, and Yuki Mariah just hit a boot and followed it up immediately with the axe kick, and uh, you could tell she was going through it. Every time the camera closed on Yuki's face, she was going through it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, all in all, really fun sprint here. Wouldn't mind them doing it again. This was also... <laughs> well, first, let's get to the finish, because we always neglect the finish, just because. Uh, Mariah got the win with the rolling key lock, and this was the end of MSS48. Oh my god. <laughs> she just formed this, like, two days ago. <laughs> uh, Kamiyu passed the first auditions, then Yukirai passed this one, and they and this was it. They quietly disbanded, and Kamiyu and Yuki Rai were the only two members ever. <laughs> I mean, at least they went out on top undefeated, yep. so... Yeah, that's true. They did go undefeated on this show. That's for sure. 
but then we got to our two title matches. Uh, first was the International Princess Championship. Uh, Hikari Noah defended against Marika Kobashi. Uh, this was weird in the sense that the first half of the match, they stopped and started a lot. And then the second half of the match, they actually had a match going. So that was Yeah, probably... I thought the flow was like off. Off. <laughs> yeah, that was my one nitpick with it because like the second half of the match, I had no problem with it. I liked it. Um, they on commentary they talked about Marika being a fan of BJW. Okay, why was this not a death match? I need answers. <laughs> I need answers. I mean, first of all, Marika's a model, so so <laughs> no matter, dude. Jim it's just not viable. A book. He dropped a book. That's okay. Whatever. This should have been a death match. That's what I'm trying to get at <laughs> on light tubes, but uh. Yeah, this flow was just off, but the second half was fine. Uh, Hikari Noah, of course, retained. She wasn't losing. It was her first defense. so like I thought it was a, a good first defense, though. Yeah, they just gave her an easy one. I'm sure the defenses will get harder and harder as time goes on. But for a first defense, this is a good one. Uh, I do wonder what's next. I'm pretty sure Hikari herself said she wants a death match. <laughs> uh <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, so she's probably gonna wrestle like Jun Kasai or something. Jun Kasai, international princess champion. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, but no, uh, if they do give her a match, I would have to assume Reno would probably be them go- would be their go to, or uh, just anybody, I guess. <laughs> Any woman. I mean, I think they match. should bring in like Suzu or something. Yeah, uh, uh, if, yeah if that was possible. If TJPW knew how to work with other companies. Uh, well, I mean, they got some Joshis they use in Gone Bar. They, they'd probably be down for some death matches. So. Yeah, like Unimanase. <laughs> yeah, death match Unimanase on the way. Let's go. But uh, main event for this show was the Princess a princess tag title match or the princess tag title match, whatever. It's princess, princesses, princesses all day. Anyway, but... uh. Champions Niobishi Kagoon, Saki Sama, Mei San Michelle defended against Team One in a Million, the Princess of Princess Champion Miyu Yamashita and Maki Ito. I had way too much fun watching this. <laughs> uh, Maki and May, I just need them to have a single smash just once, just once. I mean, I hope when um, Miyu defends the uh, Princess title next, which we'll get into after this. Yeah. I hope Maki and uh, May have a singles match. I feel like they could on that show. They should, because this was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Maki, okay. And one of my favorite spots this match, uh, Maki had Saki-sama in the corner. She went for her, who's the cutest in the world in the corner. And Saki-sama tried to get out, but Maki reached under, grabbed her by her hair, and pulled her right back. <laughs> it was like, okay, we're going to go through this spot, and we're going to take it. Um uh, <laughs> Another good spot was when uh, May grabbed, which was pinching Miyu's cheeks, and then Miyu just kicked her as hard as she could in the chest. Uh, it was fun. Uh, and then there was lots of fun spots with May and uh, Maki with the the platter. Uh, yeah, when she like whacked her on the head with it, and, and then Maki, Maki grabbed. It. <laughs> yeah, she grabbed it and did the SmackDown vs. Raw 2008 uh, hardcore wake up with the platter. And then, <laughs> And then she put her down and did the Kokeshi with the platter. It was crazy. Oh, my God. 
I think Maki should just do the launching Kokeshi where you just jump and throw your head at people because that would rule. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but of course, we got to the final sprint. Uh, this was actually pretty even. I was looking to see who they were isolating or whatever. It, it was pretty even, so uh, which is good. I like when tag matches are back and forth and they're just not sticking to the same old formula. Uh, in some cases, it works. Some cases, it doesn't. Uh, but uh, uh, it was Miyu and Saki Sama. That was the ending stretch, and they just decided, "Hey, you want to kick each other and." Just keep kicking until one of us falls. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. So they did that. That, that kick exchange was insane. I think that was probably yeah. my favorite part of the match. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna get more of that. We'll, we'll get to it in a second. But uh, eventually, Miu looks like she's about to win. But Mei comes in. Uh, she does her little bulldog Shiranui thing with uh, Saki Sama. Then Saki Sama eventually gets in the uh, triangle choke, and Miu passes out. And then Maze is like, yo, Saki Sama, you should challenge for her belt. And then Saki Sama's like, yeah, you know what? I should. <laughs> <laughs> so for the 26th, that's the title match Saki Sama versus Miyu. Uh, we called that like months ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying we're booking uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro or anything, but. I'm not saying we have Cyberfight connections, but I'm definitely saying we have Cyberfight connections. <laughs> uh,. Honestly, should be a good one. I don't think Miyu drops. I think we're soon soon about to get to the time of the year where Saki-sama eventually phases out. Uh, I imagine... Yeah, she has after... to go back to France to kidnap more people from the woods. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what May Saint Michel would do. She'll probably go back too, but I don't know. Uh, usually around Ultimate Party and stuff like that. It's usually around then it starts to phase out. They'll probably string it off into a uh, Wrestle Princess, maybe, and that'll be the final appearance for Saki Sama this year, which I mean, cool. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, that title match should be good. Honestly, the this Mii Reign is probably dicked. I mean, I want to say Maki's going to be the one that takes it off over, but honestly, I have no clue. I think as well, like, it's hard to think, like, who she's going to wrestle after Saki-sama, assuming that she beats her. Hyper Masao. <laughs> or or whoever wins the Princess Cup, but... Yeah, that's for true. You could also do that, but I, I'm just saying. They should have one of those crackhead Hyper Masao stipulation matches for the belt. I mean, I prefer if they didn't, but... No, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's just me. It doesn't matter what you prefer. We're going to do it. Yeah. No, nah, but honestly, uh, I guess, I mean, I was saying Shoko for Hikari, but I guess they could easily slot Shoko in as getting a title match. I mean, I don't know if you want to have, I don't know, it's hard, because there's so many people who could be champion. Uh, like, you want to believe him as champion, but I don't know. I think her winning the International Princess titles probably, or the tag titles, again, so... Who knows? To be fair, that's like what I do like about TJPW is it's hard to predict who's going to be the next champion. It's going to be Okada. No, I'm just <laughs> Oh my god, somebody... Ooh, I need somebody to do the money clip in TJPW. <laughs> I mean, Okada already stole the revival of Saki Kashima, so... Yeah, what is up with this dude? How the hell? Everyone's like, oh my god, Okada's so innovative. And I'm like, have you never seen Stardom? <laughs> He literally just did a 
the revival, but he just did it with the Rainmaker. <laughs> <laughs> he did a Gato Clutch with the Rainmaker. Like this dude, this dude lost the title match, and he said, "I'm just gonna start winning with the roll ups." <laughs> I mean, can't blame him. Yeah, me too. I mean, if I had to go 30 minutes and lose, I'd, I'd probably do roll-ups too. Uh, now we get to the first edition of us being crackheads when booking. Uh, day and night show at Cork in here. Uh, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay, I see how this is. This is a sexist podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, of course... It's like this podcast where today we talk about all women's shows. That's for true. We hate dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and that, with you making me go first, just further solidified that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but um, but um, in case you don't know how this is going to work, it's just going to be very simple. Us not breaking down the matches fully, but just giving you a brief overview of what happened, what time we finished in, and then anything we want to do. For mine, I'm going to do something different where... Some of the matches will have backstage comments. If you you can't see it because it's a podcast, but I'm doing quotation marks. Uh, I will say, heading to the show, I've been thinking a lot about the last five spots on my roster. If I just want to get a bunch of junior tag teams and just do a junior division, because I was like, well, that's probably gonna like fucking get Kamiyu and a bunch of other people. So like, <laughs> what should I do? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I did not. Add- Three people. One of them's not coming you though. Oh, that was just gonna be the fourth one. I'll tell you that. So I'll probably end up adding the junior division here. I do have somebody in the junior division who will make an appearance on the show. You just won't. They just won't be revealed as of now. But they'll be revealed either next show or the big show, Paul White show. Don't know yet. Okay. So first night, first match of the night, we had uh, Kazusada Higuchi and Masaki Miya taking on Kenta and Naomichi Marafuji. Just back and forth, uh, Masa and Higuchi trying to try some things out. Of course, they belong to different units, so this is kind of one of the first occasions of units blending. Uh, but of course, they they don't seem regularly. They don't have the chemistry that Kenta and Marafuji has, so of course, they eat the loss when uh, Kenta puts Higuchi to sleep at around about 15 minutes. I have a 20-minute time limit for Cork and 30 minutes for actual title matches because we do not need to go over 30 minutes. Uh then in the backstage comments, Kenta Marafuji was like, uh, it felt good out there, but this is just the beginning. We have to start aiming for the United Tag Titles, but this is just going to be a slow climb for us. And Kenta was just like, yeah, that's for true, so who wants to face us next? So basically they sent out an open challenge, so we'll, we'll, we'll continue to see teams try to step up to them as time goes on. Next up, we had our World Trio Champions in action uh, as... Tres Locos, El Desperado, Daisuke Sasaki, and Ida take on Momono Senshi, Itsushi Kotoge, and Daisuke Harada, along with Shima. Uh, Tres Locos, they walked out to the ring without their belts, and they looked very confused uh, with all three of them arguing amongst each other, saying, where are they? So we already got some weird stuff going on during this match. But uh, Momono Senshi and Shima, they simply just didn't have the chemistry that Tres Locos had. Uh, and eventually Ida puts away Shimo with the numero uno around 11 minutes. Uh, then after the match, they continue to argue amongst each other, pointing fingers at each other like a, like a merry throuple. So, And then all of a sudden, music hits, and they look at 
the entrance to Corrigan, and Toriano standing there with all three of the UWA World Trios championships. <laughs> <laughs> the Sublime Master Thief has struck again, and as they go to approach Yano, Jun Kasai runs out with his skewers, and Jun's just like, if you want the belts back, you got to give us a title match with a partner of our choosing. And Trace like those was just like, well, I don't know. We'll think about it. And then then Ida, <laughs> then Sasaki was just like, well, they don't get the, any say, so I say we're going to do it, but we're going to have a death match. And then Ida and Desperado just grab him by the collar and just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, so that'll be either at the big show or next week. I haven't decided quite yet. And I don't know who the partners for Junkasai and Yano are going to be, but, I, but I've but i heard some names. I'm not going to say who. <laughs> <laughs> that just means I'm planning something that's going to make Beth mad. Uh, God, I hate that. Yeah, well, guess what? You're going to get used to it. So next up, we had a singles match between two Eruption members, Yukio Sakaguchi and Kaito Ishida. Uh Ishida started off this match hot. He went straight at Yukio because Yukio doesn't really believe he's ready to be an eruption. So Kaito went straight at him and they just started kicking each other. This is about a good 10 straight minutes of kicking before five minutes of them going back and forth with lots of MMA-based offense. Um, Yukio tried to go for the rear naked choke. Kaito gets out of it. He gets a kick. He hits the tiger suplex. He doesn't get the three. He goes for the ankle lock, but of course, Sakaguchi gets out of it. And, uh, he eventually gets the uh, rear naked choke in. He makes Ishida tap out around 18 minutes. And then after the match, he's just like, Kaito, you're young and you're dumb. But you do have heart, so let's, along with Higuchi, try to aim for the top. So, come on. And then he picks up Kaito's lifeless body and carries him off the ring. <laughs> so... <laughs> So Kaito's initiation, if you will, it's set. They're good to go. They're ready to cause some havoc. So let's see what happens going forward. Next up, we had a, I think it's an eight-person tag. Uh, I have all these like written down on a piece of paper, really jumbled together. So it's gonna take us a while. But uh, we have the national champions Satoshi Kojima teaming up with Yoshihiro Takayama, Minoru Suzuki, and Soma Takao versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kazushika Okada, and Yoshihashi. This whole match was the Kojima-led team beating the brakes off of Yoshihashi. That's what this whole match was. They were just abusing this poor soul. <laughs> as soon as Yoshihashi got one little hope spot, he got shut down. Uh, but eventually, he got tagged in and everybody else got in. It just turned to chaos real soon, no pun intended. Uh, but eventually, the finish saw Yoshihashi roll up Kojima and get the win. He pinned the national champion. So after the match, he was just like, Kojima, you underestimated me, and that was your mistake. So I pinned you. So I have to ask, what's next? I'll tell you what's next. It's called next week. You're going to give me a national title match, and I'm going to beat you again if you come in with the same attitude that you came in with today. And Kojima, just he just looks unimpressed. He's just like, whatever, dude. I got to go eat bread. I'm, not, I'm done with this. <laughs> so they have a title match coming up next week uh, here at Corking. So that'll... That'll be something for sure. Then we get to the semi-main event, of course. Uh, we have Kensuke Sasaki and Katsuko Nakajima teaming up with Toshiaki Kawada and Taichi against Mitsuharu Masao, Yoshinari Ogawa, Go Shiyazaki, and Kenta Kobashi. This match did not even get started on the right foot because it started with the Kawada, Sasaki, Nakajima, and Taichi-led team jumping the other team 
and Kawada and Taichi busting open Yoshinari Ogawa and just making him bleed and assaulting him. And eventually, the match does not go long at all because they have this man busted open, bleeding, and they've been able to isolate him from his partners. And eventually, Kawada just puts Ogawa away with the... He doesn't even get to do his finish. He just puts him away with the backdrop. And then afterwards, him and Taichi just taunt Masao and Ogawa with the tag belts, simulating they want a shot. So, don't know when that'll be. Uh, Go and Kobashi, along with Sasaki and Nakajima, they're kind of here, but I kind of know where they're going. Still have to round out the edges. There's a lot going on within just this show alone. So Now we get to our main event. We have the Triple Crown champion, uh, Tetsuya Naito, teaming up with Keiji Muto and Sonata, taking on Sugiro Army of Takashi Sugiro, Masada Tanaka, and Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, this match, this was more in the ring. It didn't even break out into chaos like the other matches. They kept everything in the ring. Uh, we eventually got to a point where Naito and Yujiro were just teeing off on one another, and then a man in a mask came out, and he, he kind of caused trouble for Naito, if you will. He started to choke him out with... Dick Togo's little wire thing that he uses because I like that. I think that's cool. <laughs> so he choked him out with that. And then uh, Yujiro, he hits the Miami Shine, but he tags in Sagira. Sagira, he eventually puts on the front neck lock and he makes Naito pass out. Then Yujiro grabs Mike. He's kind of the spokesperson for the Sagira army because neither one of the others like to talk on the mic. And he's just like, oh, Naito. He's like, once again, the result is always the same. I'm standing over you and you lost. Well, I'll tell you what's next for you. First, you're going to give the boss, referring to Sagira, a triple crown title match at the big show. Second, you're going to meet my new Pareja, who is the masked man who attacked him. But I'm not going to tell you when you'll be able to find out who it is. You'll just have to stay tuned. And of course, Naito's lifeless, so he doesn't know what's going on. So we can only assume that all this stuff will happen soon. And then, of course, the Sagira army closed out the show with Yudro saying him and Tanaka have plans, so please look forward to that. And then eventually Sagira will take the Triple Crown Championship and Sagira Army will reign. And that is it for my show. Lots of stuff going out of it. We, uh, at least for next week, I think I'm going to do the death match next week for the trio siders because I don't think I want that to be... I don't. Eh, I like Jun Kasai and I like Yano, but I don't think I want them to necessarily be in title matches at the... Uh, First big show, uh, not saying they won't be on any title matches in the future on the big shows. It's just for the first one, I, I just don't think it's necessary. Uh, Yoshiashi and Kojima, they have their national title match next week. And then Yujiro has a Pareja who oh. said soon Naito will find out who it is. They're still, it's been like 11 years since No Limit disbanded and they're still going at it. So, you know. Gotta love married couples. Anyway. <laughs> so, what you got cooking up over on your show? You got the night show, because, you know, Sexist Podcast. Yeah, so on the Sexist Podcast. Uh... <laughs> That's the name of your show, <laughs> Sexist Podcast? That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, well, for every big show that we're doing, I just decided to take a page out of Stardom's book, and I'm just going to name them after Disney princesses. Okay, cool. So, the first big shows, uh, obviously, Snow White. And yes, I did Google the uh, chronological order of the Disney princess films. Oh my god! <laughs> just to give it a bit of like realism. Mm-hmm. But anyway, 
Uh, we started off with singles match. I think it's the only singles match technically on the card with Riza Sarah and Hanako Nakamori. Mm-hmm. A standard match, nothing too crazy, a little over 10 minutes. Uh, Riza Sarah getting the win with a Michinoku driver. That's that. It was just an opener. It was just an opener. Okay. And then we went on to, and this is the person that I signed. Mm-hmm. It's Suki Aoki. Hell yeah. <laughs> I wanted to have like another crackhead. Yeah. So I added her, but I have like two people who I'm going to add white as well. Mm-hmm. So we had uh, Itsuki Aoki, Rina Yamashita, and Yumiko Hota versus another person that I signed on, uh, Mariko Yoshida. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is the book by Xavier segment of the night. <laughs> Yeah, so we had uh, Mariko Yoshida, Suzu Suzuki, and Megumi Kudo. Mm-hmm. So, we're, I feel like with Joshi, there's just no rules. So, yeah. this is just very much like chaos. Yeah, everything all over. That's the that's the theme with most of our shows, to be fair. We only have two Korokins, and then we have a big show. So, yeah, we don't so... have any time to do these <laughs> slow build tag matches. We're going straight into the action. Yeah, sometimes you just have to be chaotic. So this is yeah. just like everybody trying to kill each other at once. Kind of like a like a Lucha Rules thing where everybody's mm-hmm. just everywhere. Plus, you've got like a bunch of deathmatch crackheads in it. So there were weapons. But uh, after a little over 15 minutes, we had Rina pinning Suzu with the Splash Mountain. And I'm going to set up a little feud for them. Okay, okay. Don't know for okay. what, but... They're both crackheads. They're both going to have a death match, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably have a death match, like, on the next big show, so. Yeah. So after that, we had uh, one half of, like, the tag mm-hmm. uh, number one contenders matches. We had Asuka and oh, Makoto. You got to versus... get a dream tournament going on. Okay. Yeah, so we had Asuka and Makoto versus Nagisa Nozaki and Ariza Nakajima. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've ever seen Seedling, you probably know what type of match this would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I feel ridiculous because I'm not in-depth like you are because I don't care. <laughs> oh, I, mine wasn't in-depth. I was just telling you what happened and where this is going. So Yeah, I mean, I mean to be fair, mine's not like that far off. It's just really basic, but... Yeah, we'll worry about that when it comes to the big shows, about being a little more in-depth. For, for yeah. these Corkins, we're just getting through it. Yeah, so... 13-22, uh, we had Asuka pinning Nagisa, and they're going to go on to the next show. Next show, face, okay. face the winners of another match. And then the winner of that will go on to fight for the tag titles at the big show. Okay, cool. So, after that... We had the high-speed title match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a four-way. I had to count that. Uh, yeah. We had champions Sakushi versus Chris Wolf versus Kaho Kobayashi versus Azumi. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that probably happened at some point. I know Kaho and Azumi has had a match. Yeah. Well, I don't know, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. If you, if you know... Alex, since you like to yell at us for not knowing what Pierre J is, do, do you know if this happened? If so, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> so just bully me on Twitter if it has happened. Yeah, please. But uh, Sakushi got the roll-up on Azumi at 10 minutes. 
So what I was going to do with the high-speed title is I was going to make it like an every-other-show defense. Mm-hmm. So not oh, like stardom, smart. where it doesn't it's never to be seen. <laughs> I, I think that's smart. And yeah, do you I feel have, like... And do you have the, the goaded high-speed referee? That is the question. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. We'll say that for now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so I thought like the high-speed title, because it's like third tier i just thought like may as well just like pop it on every other show get yeah. some like racked up defenses with it because it, it don't matter yeah that's what i'm thinking for the junior title uh because uh, in my mind i was like the trios titles i can use that to get people who can't win in the other belts a belt or use that to further storylines the junior title i can have that defended every other show because a lot of the people on my roster who are smaller in stature or, like, don't have, I don't want to say as much star power, but aren't as big names as the other ones, they can at least hold the junior title, and that'll probably be something that'll get defended frequently, just so everybody can get a chance. Yeah, that's, like, what I was thinking with, like, the yeah. high speed. I'll get more into that after your show, because I do have something to say, but I like the idea yeah, of like... the high speed title just defended every other show. Yeah, because, like, I mean, at least with my roster, like, at least half of them could go off as, like, high-speed wrestlers, so... Yeah. It just made sense, but... I think Yuka should be a high-speed wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, back in the day, she was pretty fast, so... I'm talking about now. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but uh, the, the semi-main event, uh, we had a six-person tag, mm-hmm. but we've got two tag teams in it. So we had Akira Hakuto, Etsuko Mita, and Mimo Shimoda mm-hmm. versus Sherry, Kana, and Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I'm going with uh, Kana and Io as a tag team. Okay. And Etsuko Mita and Mimo as a tag team, obviously. Yeah, for sure. So uh, obviously the LCO team won. So that means Etsuko Mita and Mima Shimoda is going to face Las Egos at the next show for the tag title number one contenders match. You did a six person tag with a tag yeah. team event? Oh, oh my God. Come on. <laughs> this is like seedling booking right now. It's <laughs> fantastic. Oh my God. There are rules. Oh. I mean, to be fair, that's kind of what happened at like the Gaia show. I'm doing an eight-person tag for the trio's titles, and I don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> Do it. This is, I mean, this is my show, so... Yeah, that's true. But yeah, we had that as, like, the second longest. It was, like, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I'll probably run Akira and Shuri at some point. Yeah. That would be a, a baller match. I think so. Yeah, so the main event and we I can had... imagine what your main event is, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> main event, obviously, Oedo Tai versus Ozaki Goon. We had uh, the Oedo Tai team of Kagetsu, Hazuki, Andros Miyagi, and Natsu Samurai versus Mayumi Ozaki, uh, Mayuki, Kyuji Suzuki, and you know how to get Sariano. Ha ha ha! I win again. I told y'all you can't stop me. You do win. But. Yeah. Uh, this match was just trying to out-chaos each other. Yeah. And it was just, it was all over the place. Obviously, it went to a no contest. Yeah, I was going to say, how can you go to a, a finish with this? <laughs> yeah, so we went to a no contest. Everyone was everywhere. 
uh, police was probably there. Like, the police were called. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, Mayumi Ozaki is like husband police. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so like, yeah, it was just completely chaotic. But that does set up Kagetsu versus Mayumi Ozaki for the title at the big show. Oh, that's that's nice. And I might have uh, a little rift between Yuki and Riza Sara going on just because I put in Sari. Oh yeah, that could be smart. So, but that was my show. Not sure what we're going to do for the next one, but... Oh, I, I haven't we'll, even... We'll Other than the two matches that I put together, I don't know what's next. Uh, hmm. So, is Chris Wolf in Oedotai, or...? Uh, I think I might have it as, like, a Oedotai affiliate, but she's not, like, you know, die hard with the yeah. gang. Yeah, <laughs> with the gang. Uh, <laughs> so, for the junior title, I'll probably end up doing some sort of Super J-Cup, uh... I was going to wait till like, next show to announce uh, one of the signings because they were a tag team, so I could draft them together. Uh, but since, I mean, I'm only using one to pick, I might as well just uh, go ahead and na- announce them. So, Kaz Hayashi and Suji Kondo are also now on my roster, so there's that. That's one of my five. Because uh, I figured, I was like, if I'm going to do a junior division, I need Kaz Hayashi and Suji Kondo, so I need to get them. But yeah, that was our shows for the first week. Uh uh, you can tell this is going to be a cracked out adventure <laughs> just by both first shows. Had a man bleed on mine. Uh, and I mean, the main event was a no contest on mine. <laughs> yeah, and it had cops show up. So yeah. get ready for this adventure. You're on a ride. <laughs> now, for something that didn't have any cops show up, we had the stardom show. <laughs> well, none that I know of. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the police should have shown up for the away to time match. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but uh, Tokyo Dream, Pocahontas, they had that at uh, Oda Ward. Uh, Not a very packed out arena. Yeah, but they did a good good uh, like a good like job of making you not see that there were plenty of empty seats. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, according to Cage Match, uh, Stardom had, I think, 300 less than Gaia had. I mean, that's pretty decent. I mean, there was no way they were going to outsell Kaya, so. <laughs> you got Unagi and you think you're going to outsell Kaya? No. Yeah, not when you've got NXT UK Women's Champion Mako Satomura. Yeah, for true. Uh, this show was the most easy to watch Stardom show that we've covered. Uh, I have no real complaints from the show. I have like a few nitpicks, but they're not genuine complaints. Uh, yeah, I don't think anything ruined the show in my opinion. No, it flowed pretty well. Uh, and, you know, it's going to sound weird because I don't remember most of what happened on this show apart from, like, the unit battle and the red belt match because I watched this one first, then I watched TJPW, then I watched Gaia, so... Uh, yeah, I thought this that, was the first show I watched out of them. Yeah, that, and honestly, outside of those two matches that I just described, most of the other matches just was a lot of nothing happening. It wasn't like they were bad, but there wasn't like much happening to where you could put them up there with those two. So. Yeah, there was like no groundbreaking yeah sh- spots that I remember, but they were they were good enough to watch. Yeah, it was just an easy to digest show, and that's what I need from Stardom. Uh, we're gonna talk about their injuries afterwards because. I think we need to talk about the main event first before 
we get into reasoning about the injuries and the schedule and all that. So let's do that first. Um, First match of the night, I kind of remember the first two matches were the uh, uh, Cinderella tournament matches. So I can remember those. They had a dark match, but honestly. Yeah, I'm not watching that. Yeah, I don't (laughs) even think it was shown. So, I mean. uh, I think it's on the Stardom World, but. Yeah, we'll go. That's about it. I'm not watching it, so. Um, <laughs> the first one they did was our favorite wrestler, Nagi Sayaka versus Micah. This actually wasn't terrible. It wasn't good, but it was easy enough to watch. Nagi, of course, botched. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> as soon as I saw that botched message, I was like, I can't wait for you to see this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I mean, it's Nagi. There's not much you can do. She's going to botch. It'd be like that. Um, I think Micah did definitely put her through like the best match that she's had in stardom. Oh yeah, for sure. Not even without a doubt. Uh, Micah's leg was taped up, uh, which became a target, which honestly helped the match a lot because Unagi has like three moves. So her being able to target Micah's leg helped this match a lot. Yeah, I don't really like watch stardom consistently, but apparently Micah's had that like taped up only for the Cinderella tournament. Oh, maybe she realized everybody in this company doesn't know how to fucking work. So, I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> she uh, she wasn't selling it during like the regular house shows. Like apparently she didn't have any tape on her legs, but for the Cinderella tournament she did. Uh, which I mean that's cool. I mean, like I said, it made the match easy easier to watch. Uh, Except the matches were like two months apart. But yeah, that's for true. <laughs> uh, but uh, like I said, I think it was a worse tournament than last year. But I mean, this last half wasn't terrible. So. But of course, Micah got the win. Uh, she dumped Unagi on her neck with the Michinoku driver. Uh, I love Micah's Michinoku driver. Yeah, her, of course, Taka and like Zack Sabre Jr. Also, Dash, we'll get to later. They actually mm. do the Michinoku drivers. They actually drop people on their head, do that. Uh, <laughs> but of course, Micah moves on. And then the next one, we had Saya Kamatani versus Mecca. Dirty boy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fire on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> You've been obsessed with that theme song. I can't. It's so ridiculous for Mecca. I can't. Is... Mecca's this giant woman. She comes out to like that. <laughs> There's a fire on the dance floor. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this was a rib. I love Rossi Ocala. <laughs> okay. Okay. This. I'm glad this match happened. Uh, I, we talked about in grave detail how we feel like Hameka has not done great recently at all. Mm-hmm. This one was actually good. I enjoyed this one a lot. I think this was the better of the semifinal matches. Hameka uh, did almost all of her offense, and Saya said, yeah, I'm not losing to any of that, so we're not doing that. Then yeah, she went concussion bomb. Hameka wrestled like she should. <laughs> Yeah, she wrestled like she should, and it's crazy when you find out she's hurt because this is, like, the best match she's had since, like, the five-star finals, maybe. <laughs> uh, but uh, she went for the concussion bomb, of course, and Saya said, I cannot take this. No, there's no way. <laughs> Which, I mean, I think uh, Hameka should have took liberties and said, well, you're going to take it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but of course, you know, so I got the win. I don't think that was ever in doubt. Uh, I mean, it kind of was because like the match was a bit back and forth, in my opinion. 
Yeah, when the match started, it was in doubt. But like before, like going into this match, I don't think this outcome was ever in doubt. Oh yeah. Like I think heading into it, you knew Sia was gonna win. It only changed when you started watching the match and saw like, oh, Hameka, she's working, working tonight. Uh, which is sad because I mean she's had like the best match she's had in months. Like her first good showing in a long ass time. Uh and then she's back out with injury. That's sad, of course. But uh Sorry moves on to the finals. The finals are her versus Micah. I feel like we said that last week. I actually we just said anything but Unagi versus Saya, so I mean we take yeah, this you, W. Unagi and Saya have like probably my least favorite match of the year. And that's taken into account I don't watch WWE, so they have like this third worst match I've seen behind ELP versus Hiromu, and it was not. Oh yeah, Hiromu's I forgot fault. what happened this year. <laughs> yeah, ELP versus Hiromu, and that was not Hiromu's fault. I assure you, it wasn't. And Kaito versus Muto, so probably my third. Uh, next match was the tag swap, correct? Yeah, so they all came out with their like unit partners: CR, yeah. Julian, Poi, Azumi, Momo, and Mina and Tam. And then they drew straws, which were coloured. So whoever had like the matching colours as tag team. So you had, uh, obviously you had Azumi and Natsupoi. Mm-hmm. You had Julia and Tam, and you had Mina and Momo. I think we predicted this. Yeah, I think we actually did. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, th- I think we were certain on Azumi and Poi, and then we were just like, well, it's, it's either going to be like something, but. I said, I think it should be Mina and Momo. <laughs> and you know what? Mina and Momo were the funniest people in that match. They were the MVPs of this match, and it was not even a contest. Mina Shirakawa, the comedy powerhouse, she's made Momo smile for the first time since the Bushiro purchase. So, this is. <laughs> I mean, that's true, because, like, doing Momo God's was laughing. She was doing Mina's poses. She was having a great time. Yeah, God's work, I tell you. Uh, but this was a fun match. Like, it was just, it's hard not to laugh this entire match because it was just so cracked. Uh, yeah, so I said to you it was, like, very 2019 stardom where it was yeah. just fun. Yeah, and we should keep this, a bookmark in this statement because we're going to come back to this after the show because this is, like, everything you could ever want from people not in big title matches. Um, Azumi and... Uh, Poi did this like really fun like high speed rush toward the end of the match. I think it was on Momo and Mina actually. It was crazy. There was a spot where Julia and Tam just started hitting each other because you know obviously they don't like each other. Uh, Mina and Momo they they had very <laughs> they tried to get on the same page, but they couldn't. And then they eventually did. Uh, Poi did her little uh, back walk like foot stomp thing, and then Mina tried to do it and she <laughs> fell. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, she like stepped on Julia and she fell or something. But it was yeah, so Julia funny. ruined the things again, of course. <laughs> uh, no, but this was a fun one. Uh, the high speed goon team of uh, Zumi and Poi got the win and they got the cash prize. And Zumi was just like, and the signed picture of Mina Shirakawa as well. Yeah, they also got that as well. Uh, I hope they got a Cosmic Angels uh, photo book along with that. Um, but, uh, Zumi's like, hey, that was fun. Let's team more often. And Poi's like, yeah. And he's like, bitch, I lied. I'm taking this money. This is mine, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Big cash Azumi. Uh, yeah, Momo was about to, like, shake Mina's hand. And then she saw Azumi coming over. So she just pushed her over. And she was like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm coming to class. I'm sorry. 
people need to understand that Momo was never the leader of Queen's Quest. It was always Azumi. I don't think people I mean, understand that. Technically, it's <laughs> yeah. People don't understand that. Like Azumi was like, okay, how do I put this? Azumi's like Hizuki, five years old. <laughs> yeah, after Hazuki, like seven-year-old Azumi was Eo's third disciple. So like, you know. Anyway, but um. Yeah, she's the leader. Also, like, Utami calls her Azumi-san, so, like, I, yeah, you need to understand that. <laughs> Momo is yeah, the leader. Yeah, Momo's, Momo's the leader because she's the oldest. Yeah, she's not a leader who got buried. She's the deputy who is the main eventer, but is getting buried. That's it. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, getting buried by, like, a child. Yeah. Uh, then the next match was correct. Yeah, so we had the Oedo Tai team of Fukigen Death, Konami, Natsuko Tora, Ruaka, and Saki Kashima versus the Stars team of Rin Kadokura, Hanan, Koguma, Mayu Watani, and Starlight Kid. I was listening to Stardom's Quest, and Dylan made a great point that uh, Rin Kadokura ruined this whole match because this mission was to get Fukigen Death back, and Rin just eliminates Fukigen Death. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't think she was told the plan beforehand. No, she was like, I don't even work here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, Rin was busy, like, with the Gaia show. She she didn't have time for that. Yeah, she was just showing up because she admires Mayu. That's it. She ain't care. Uh, but this was definitely the best uh, unit battle match I've seen in a while. Uh, I don't know. It's not like Stars and Oedotai have bad chemistry, but with... Stardom's formula of booking Oedo Tai, doing no contest and all this, it's just like you don't get to see like how good of a chemistry everybody has with each other, which is sad. But you got to see that here. And uh, we got to talk about Kaguma, who's just a monster because she just got like, she just went brolic. <laughs> She's like, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I don't remember her that much in the match. I remember her getting a bunch of German suplexes in, and I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's keep it on. <laughs> uh, but, of course, uh, we had an interesting situation because we got to our final two, and it was Starlight Kid and Natsuko. That was not I was what so we... nervous during that, and like I didn't know I cared about either of them that much. I knew I cared about Natsuko a lot, but I didn't know I cared about Starlight Kid and Stars until like after this match. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, we did not predict this. I just want to say that right now. We did not expect this. Um, they had a really fun back and forth going. Both of these two, just two of the best going today. I don't think it's a shocker. Uh, they had a fun back and forth. But then, uh, of course, Oedo Tai comes in. They're like, nope, we're not fighting fair. Who do you think we are? Uh, Natsuko eventually is able to put Kid down with not one, but two of the Death Valley uh, bombs and takes Starlight Kid from Stars and brings her to Oedo Tai. Now, this is while they tied up Mayu and made her watch. And, and... afterwards, <laughs> when uh, they, I guess they handed Mayu the mic, because I'm pretty sure Tora had already spoken. And yeah. uh, she had, like, Kid, like, in her hands holding Kid up. And Mayu's just in tears, uh, 
speaking on the microphone to Starlight Kid. And I was just like, I didn't know I cared about Starlight Kid and Stars as much because Stars has been terrible for like the past two years. Like since Orisa retired, like Stars has just been going downhill. So I didn't really care, but <laughs> this is crazy. Um, yeah, Mayu like crying and being like, I'm sorry. It would, I was just watching it. I was like, I didn't know I cared that much. So I was like almost in tears myself yeah, watching I was, it. I was like, God, like Natsuko is the biggest heel in wrestling. It's the best heel in wrestling. What can I say? Natsuko yeah. is, uh People I... saying that MJF is the best heel in wrestling clearly haven't seen Natsuko Tora. People say Jay White's the best heel in wrestling. This man got O'Connor rolled by Sonata on a New Year's Dash show. He's not the best. <laughs> Sonata didn't even know who he was. He was like, I'm just going to roll him up. <laughs> uh, but no, this was really good. Uh, a lot of people don't like Starlight Kid going to Oedotai. I personally don't mind it for various reasons. One, this is not a long-term thing. It is going to be... Oh, yeah, she's definitely going back. She's going back within the next year. Uh, she'll be there for a little while because, of course, Oedotai is going into a bunch of different storylines next, but... Or Rossi's going to do a nanny and she's going to go back at the next show. Yeah, probably. But, um... I don't mind it because, one, stars, as much as I hate to say it, they're just not doing anything worth noting for me. Uh, they've been hit by a bunch of injuries and it just really decreased their value. And, uh... While Kit was being depended on and she was being put in all these big title matches... She didn't look like she was going to make that next leap. Like, her in-ring work showed that she was going to make that next booking didn't necessarily translate that she was, you know, going to take that next step to be that second command in stars. Um, also, I think it could plan for something fun with Mayu and Kid. Maybe Kid starts to be more evil because she's going to be next up for Poi, so... Maybe she gets more evil and she wins the high-speed title and just goes, well, I couldn't accomplish my dream while I was in Stars, but I did it now. So why should I go back? And then eventually Mayu's just like, nope, we're going to have a match and just breaks her out of the spell. But endgame is Kid's going back. Yeah, I mean, I hope that Mayu and Kid have a match like Mayu and Saki had at No People Gate. Yeah. Where it's just Mayu killing Starlight Kid for like 25 minutes. Yeah, and then bringing her back to reality, so, yeah. But, yeah, I don't mind it. A lot of people are enraged by it, but also you should be enraged by... I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that on the podcast. Follow my Twitter if you want the joke. <laughs> by Mayu being trash. I mean, yeah, well, that's a good substitute. Cause that's Mayu's... a joke. Don't cancel me. I mean, Mayu is the worst leader of all time. I don't. Even... That's not even a joke. That's for I mean, real. True. Uh but yeah, I don't mind this as much as people hate it. I think it's a very interesting direction to go, and it will make things... Because, I mean, every other option would have been boring. This has some intrigue to it and makes you wonder what's going to happen. So, Okay, I, I didn't know if you had anything. No, no, no I, was, I was done on my, my thoughts. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but uh, next up. We have the Cinderella finals that I remember nothing of. Uh, Micah I, I remember the ending. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Okay, I remember. This is weird. Okay, remember, this is the first show I watched out of all the other shows I watched this week. I remember really liking this match and thought and thinking it was very good, but 
I gotta get my words right. You know, talking fast is just not for me. But uh, I remember thinking it was very good watching along, but I don't remember any of the match. Uh, I do remember. Yeah, I feel the same way actually. I remember Saya winning with the Phoenix Splash. Of course, she brought it out, but I don't remember the specifics of the match. Like I don't know. It was just like I mean, oh. I I really enjoyed it. Like like you said. Yeah. I remember really enjoying it because I watched it like the day after. I can tell I you. Remember, I remember Saya uh, targeting Micah's leg a lot, which I can appreciate because at least it, she knows uh, how to work a match. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, I do remember Micah getting some of her offense in, which her offense is probably the most unique in stardom because of the judo and all the other stuff she has in her arsenal. Um, yeah, I think Micah really benefits from being trained by Taka yeah, compared because, to everybody else. Yeah, because everybody else was trained similar or trained in a style that isn't something that you would learn from Taka. So. Uh, but after all, uh, I thought it was good. Like I said, it was just hard for me to remember. Lots of wrestling on the brain. Uh, beside one, Cinderella. We might as well just knock out her wish right now. Go match against it. It's a bit of a theme with the Cinderella tournament with the five star getting the red belt and then the Cinderella getting the white belt, which I means fine. Yeah, I feel like it makes sense because it's like, I mean, obviously you'd like to aim for like the top one, but I feel like winning five stars more important than winning the Cinderella. Yeah, so going for the white belt is probably the move. For Cinderella going forward, which is cool. Unless... I don't think Sai is going to win, though. Oh, no, dude. Tam's this is second defense, unless they think what I think, no offense to Tam, that she's much better at chasing the belt than she is at actually being champion. Yeah, she's kind of like, she's been Kojo Ibushi'd. <laughs> yeah, that. She's essentially Hiroki Goto if Hiroki Goto got the chance to be champion. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But yeah, she got Koto Ibushi hard. She had a good run up to the belt. Then afterwards, she defended against like Poi and then, then, you know, just so happened to be the victim of Cinderella tournament season and just nothing really was going for her. And then also her being artist champs doesn't help because she also had that going on. So Yeah, I really think Cosmic Angel should probably drop the uh, artist belt because Tam's just like floating along now which is a shame because like her winning was such a big deal yeah she had a good lead up same with Kota yeah and and it's just like oh (laughs) it makes a lot of sense that Bushy Road owns both of these companies yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah I don't know if she'll win it's possible but who knows Uh, yeah I think Saya was like the good the right choice for winning Cinderella over Micah I mean I really like Micah she's definitely the future of the company but like the more as the world of stardom champion. Yeah. I don't see her as a wonder of stardom champion. Not saying she won't win the belt, but I see She doesn't her... have a big enough personality for the wonder title. Yeah. I see it's the not me edge. talking shit about her, but <laughs> that's the storytelling title. Yeah. Red belt is just kinda of go do what the fuck you want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no. Uh now we get to the most talked about match this week. Uh the main event. 
we had Utami Hayashi said, defending against Shiri. My mind blanked for a second. Uh, <laughs> we can't really say anything about this match that has been said other than it was a great match. Yeah, this match was easily, like, in my top three, probably second or, or tied first for much of the year. It's, you know, I had it in my second, but I think it's going to be in a tie with second, which we'll get to later for a different reason. Not for the in-ring aspect, because the in-ring aspect was just per- better from this week. Uh, I already told you why it wasn't my match of the year, but for those who don't know, I will remember Oscar versus Kagetsu forever. I won't remember this red belt match in like three months. Not a dab. This is just the truth. I my memory's terrible. Plus, we watch a lot of wrestling, so yeah, that's true. This match was special and only could be done by these two. But here's the thing: one, they definitely well, one they definitely can't have these two. The next time these two face, it doesn't need to go. That has to be a winner. Yeah, that's one. And they cannot go over 20. Because if you try to stretch it out again, it's going to kill the magic of this match. Yeah, this is a match I think is like one of them special ones in wrestling where if you if you do try to do it again, it's not going to be the same. Yeah. If you want to try to aim for 20, that's fine. But don't go over 20 because you're going to kill the magic of this match. I say just do it in five star and have there be a winner. Because if it goes over 20 or they try to do this again within the next year, Starting shit realistically shouldn't go over 30 minutes for the next, like, five years. But they're going to do it because that's how road formula is. But these two specifically cannot do it because it's going to make this match just feel like a fever dream that just kind of happened. You can't overexpose this match. This match is special in itself. You don't need to retry it. If you want to do another singles match with them, cool. Just don't go over 20. Um... Also, uh, of course, we got to get into the results, of course. Uh, but thoughts? We just fighting. Tommy through the ropes, and they got to the outside. Uh, they had the you know the spot that I love. You already know the air raid crash on the apron. I love the air raid crash. Everybody yeah. should do the air raid crash. <laughs> and if you don't, you suck. Uh, and then there was just I don't know. It, the, there was the first, a spot that I liked um, when they were on the outside when uh, Yatami did like the wheelbarrow uh, German and like slammed Shuri's head right into the apron. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to get to the final stretch of events, but at first they went to a time limit draw. Like they were just unloading everything. Uh, and then when the match restarted, I just just striking each other, trying to go all out uh, and try to see which one of them would fall first, and they just couldn't. Uh, and you know, honestly, I see the formula. I understand it. I understand going to this double draw because they gave everything they have. They had nothing left to give. But I am in the minority here. I'm not, well, first, I should just rate it one star. That way people think I'm stupid and come listen to the podcast. Um, oh. Oh. Okay, there you are. I was like, your audio went out. I was like, oh, where'd you go? 
Oh, no, I just saw it my my Wi-Fi, but do you want yeah, to say okay. that? Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what I was saying is I should just rate it one star. That way people think I'm stupid and come listen to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but no, I honestly have no complaints. I understand the formula. I understand giving everything you have, but it's not enough and you have nothing left to give, so you pass out. But for this case, with Utami finally getting that main event, It could not have hurt to just give her the win. Because despite this match, and honestly, there were some times I thought Shiri was going to win. But keeping Vision 2020, you knew Utami's not losing until she faces Julia. That's like the consensus right now. You know. Uh, I don't think it could have hurt to give her this big win finally in the main event. Uh I know others feel differently, but that's just how I feel. I think they could have easily gotten away with Utami getting the win here. I mean, I think the main event win to the next match, we'll talk about that after, but yeah, I think... I mean, I think, in in my opinion, I feel like the double draw worked, and because, obviously, Utami, we all know she's like a good, good whatever, but I feel like they're more focused on making Shuri look like a tough opponent. Mm-hmm. Which, which, so it's yeah. like you take you take it to like the thirty minute time of it draw. Okay, so Shuri is being like built as impossible to beat, which I feel like it just makes you Tommy look like even stronger as a champion because it's like you're keeping both of them strong. Without like giving like Yatami the because I feel like if Yatami won, I would have killed Shuri's like momentum. That that's, but I was I was fine with like the time limit and the double knockout because I feel like it just worked for the yeah that's the general to... consensus like I said I'm different from everybody else I don't I don't care for it. Uh, <laughs> Especially in title matches, I fucking hate draws. <laughs> like, bro, let's just... Yeah, I mean, I know some people were complaining about, like, the restart aspect. And I... Nah, that's actually... I had no problem with the restart. Out of the, like, two draws, I have no problem with the restart. I think you had Yeah, because, like, I did, I did see some people being like, oh, like, yeah, but they restarted that match, so what's stopping other people from restarting their matches? And I'm like, I don't think it's that... But... But, that's just my opinion, but yeah, I don't know everybody's got different opinions. That that's just my two cents. It's just where it's not a fan of it. But with that being said, that didn't take away from this match. This was a very, very, very good match. Uh, you should definitely go check it out. Uh, definitely you care worth about... the uh, Dave Meltzer five and a half. Yeah, if you follow Dave Meltzer, you get five and a half stars. I personally think Dave Meltzer's stupid, but I mean, I think the praise is well worth it. If he's going to get more people to watch this match and the girls start them, cool. I have no problem with him doing what he does. Uh, but then after the match, okay, we got to give Utami all the praise this episode because when this match happens, I'm shitting a brick down Utami's throat. I'm not giving her no praise because <laughs> I know the outcome and I'm not having it and I'm not keeping it. Uh, but uh, So this is why they're going to save Utami's main event win for this. Dude, she's not. they're not main eventing. The white belt's main eventing, I promise you. <laughs> Sam versus Saya is going to main event. I'm calling it now. 
but uh, Utami's in the ring. She's got the belt on. She's like beaten, trying to speak into the microphone. And Nasco comes out, hoodie up with Starlight Kid's mask in her hand. And she's just like, well, I'm next. So, which I was like, first, I was like, thank God. So deal with it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, first, thank God that we're moving away from the Stars for you, too. Nasco in a singles title match. I'm all in, baby. And then I had two concerns. One, the obvious one where I know she's not winning. So uh, that's the concern number one. Concern number two would have to be uh, a twisted world scenario where she does win. And I have to deal with the stupid, idiotic stardom fan base. Because uh, <laughs> Nasco is probably one of the most hardworking people in the company. And her transformation has been crazy. Uh, like I said, best deal in the business. So, uh, a case where she wins and just gets her whole embodiment of work crapped on by computer geeks who've never seen grass is something that scares me <laughs> but you know it's one of those things where I know she's not going to win it's going to suck but I'm glad she's at least getting the spot I mean I think it'll be a really good match I don't know if it'll yeah. be why well, your Tommy and Shuri let's be honest but no they're not going that long no I think like I wouldn't rule out Natsuko winning they should just to make her even more hated <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I said, I, I think everybody's just like, yeah, she's dropping this to Julia, so it, it doesn't even matter. But you know, it is what it is. Overall, very digestible show, very good show. Well, not very good, but it was good to the sense that it was easy to watch, and the main event was very good. So, yeah, okay, I, we can easily say this was the best starting show that happened this year. Yeah, I mean, at least like. Top to bottom, probably the best. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's not even a doubt. Uh, next up, went over to that small promotion of promotion, Gaia. Uh, yeah, this relatively show, unknown. <laughs> yeah, relatively unknown. Uh, but they have a WWE woman on their show, so it's, it's a watchable show. Uh, yeah. This show was a spectacle in itself from the opening to where all the members of Gaia Japan filled the ring on the tracksuits to both the Sendai girls and Marvelous rosters filling the ring with the tracksuits. The show was just a spectacle. Probably the way to put it. It was crazy. Um, Had lots of very good video packages throughout the night too, especially for the uh, Gaia the History match. That was crazy. (laughs) Uh, But it really set the tone. Like This show felt super important in it. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I mean, I don't think there was like a on the card. No. Not including children, obviously. Yeah. I mean, the tr- even then, that one was fine for trainees. So. Yeah, like, it, the, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it anyway, but I thought it was like a good like his the past is the now show. Yeah. And here is Leo Usaka who has. <laughs> uh, you got the card for this one because I don't remember this off the top of my head. 
Uh, yeah, I've got full cards. So we started off with like the rookies, I guess. We had the mm-hmm. marvelous rookies, uh, Meiho Shizuki and Mikoto Shindo versus the. I guess are they a part of Sendai? Because I, I think so. I don't watch Sendai. But yeah, the the literal children, uh, Canon, Manami, yeah. and Yuriko, they are children. They are actual <laughs> children. First of all, Maria's base for the SmackDown vs. Raw 2008 JTG pants. I just want to get that <laughs> out there. Uh, second of all, Canon is a monster, okay? This literal child does the jackhammer. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. This child is different, but uh, like I said, it was like you said, it was just an opener to showcase. Hey, this is the future of our companies. So look forward to their growth. This they, is what I know. Yeah, I think they definitely have like one of the rookie classes out of like all the Joshi companies. Yeah, uh, I mean the only ones they're pro- the only rookies they're probably behind is Takamichi Noku rookies because he gives them some super rookie growth hormone or something. I don't know. I mean, that's just like, they're built different. Oh, yeah. JTL rookies are crazy. Uh, I guess you could say some TJPW rookies, too, because they've been pumping out some good ones recently. Yeah, Uh, I mean, Arasu and Bird Woman. Yeah, and Arai are crazy. Uh, uh, But, yeah, this was a good opener. Uh, Of course, if you guessed the Marvelous team was going to win, you guessed correctly. <laughs> I mean, they're going Yeah, the... Yeah, ooh, alluding the children. Nobody. Come on. I got no time for this. Um, I think it was Maria who got the win, right? Or was it May? I think May won with a drop kick, actually. <laughs> so, I think it might have been May. I think it was May one with a drop kick to her opponent who was like on their knees. So, yeah, they won. And honestly, <laughs> yes, just one with drop kicks, backslides, just all that, please. <laughs> so was the next one the marvelous the impact or Gaia the impact? We had the uh, Shima versus yeah, Leo that's Zaka, what it though. The yeah, the impact, I guess. Yeah, because. Leo's Marvelous is Impact, so this match is Gaia the Impact. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have Leo Isaka. He has some nice new gear, and he's facing Shima, who likes Cola, in case you didn't know. Uh, he, he also, if you if you watch the uh, Gleet Pre- the Gleet show on uh, YouTube, hates women. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he doesn't literally hate women, but uh, him and Cass Hayashi did a pre- uh, a debate on the Gleet show. Uh, they run the show at Tokyo Dome City Hall, which we'll probably end up reviewing. Uh, I think him and Cass are probably having a singles or a tag, something like that, but they had a debate, and they were just like, uh, Gleet needs uh, Joshi in the company, and Cass Hayashi agreed, and Shima disagreed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shima... Shima... Shima worked the Gaia show and was like, I hate women. (laughs) I think think this was all planned because they made Shima look super dumb. Because he was just like, well, I'm not against the idea, but I think we should just concentrate on the wrestlers we have now. And then Kasayashi kept talking and was just like, did you wrestle in Mexico? They have women all over Mexico. And then he was just like, I I don't know. (laughs) 
but no, this is just a solid match. Uh, Shima, he was I just going Caffer, through the motions. Personally. Yeah, it was, it was just Shima going through the motions. He didn't. It was like, bro, I got like 10 minutes. Why do I need to go crazy? Uh, <laughs> plus, he had a debate like the next day, so he had to get ready for that. <laughs> Talk about how much sure. he hates wins. Uh, <laughs> it was a solid match. It was just Shima going through the motions. Leo trying to showcase what he can do. The Sasuke special spot was weird, and it was not great. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he should do that ever again. Yeah, or maybe take <laughs> off when he's not so close to the ropes. <laughs> he did it, and then he got to the rope, and he just kind of fumbled over it. <laughs> yeah, and the Shima was just like, oh. <laughs> but of course, if you guessed Shima was winning, you guessed right. Shima not losing. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, that's true. Number one, number one menace in Japan. Shima's winning all day. Yeah, that's a, a victory for the people that hate women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I'm telling you. Go watch that press conference or that debate. It's so hilarious. They have English subtitles. It's hilarious. Uh, what was you know the what, next this podcast one? quickly turned into with hate women podcast. Yeah, it's turned into Shima <laughs> hate women. Uh, no, but... Uh, Next match was the Sasuke match, right? Yeah, this was uh, Gaia the Crackhead. We had yeah, Sakura Hirota. <laughs> Who was not Yeah, we had Sakura as Akira Hokuto. Uh, as the 3AW champion. <laughs> yeah, Sakura... Sakura has a different wavelength to everybody else in wrestling, I think. It's not safe to say. Comes up with this. <laughs> it's not out of character to say. It's safe to say, actually, I should say, that Sakura Hirota is probably one of the all-time greats in the sport. Um, I have never known somebody that this good at emulating people. And I'll say this because she copied exactly what uh, Akira did at a Gaia show when she faced uh, Maker Satomura. I think it was in, like, 2000, when um, Akira, I think she got like roaming all over the ropes, and Sakura recreated that. She was falling all over the ropes like she'd just been shot. <laughs> you don't think Sakura is the greatest wrestler of all time? I'm sorry that you're wrong. Okay, we're cancelling the Tokyo uh, Tokyo Sports Joshi MVP award because it's going to Sakura Hirota. I'm sorry. Yeah, if I mean, you're, if you're Julia, wrestling... Julia doesn't need to win. <laughs> Yeah, if your taste in wrestling is terrible, you might is terrible. You might dislike Sakura Hirota, but that's not us. We love <laughs> Sakura Hirota. <laughs> Sasuke, of course, from Michinoku Pro, so he was down for the crackhead stuff. Yeah, this was pure crack. Oh, I don't, for I don't sure. even think it was like a wrestling match per se. It was just oh no, two oh. two old people being crackheads. <laughs> yeah, Sasuke was having a blast. You could tell. Uh, so. <laughs> Spot of the night right here. Okay. So Sakura Hokuto went for the Northern Lights bomb and <laughs> couldn't do it and Sasuke just fell on top. <laughs> it doesn't get the win. And I forget this that Sasuke's old because he just goes to the rope and just does a swanton like it's nothing. He doesn't he does he misses it, but he does it. That's important to note. Um what I didn't expect was Sakura Hirota to win. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I thought I don't know. Sure. I kind of expected it, but I wasn't expecting her to be Akira Hakuto. That's I didn't expect it. Sasuke to do a job and not win the cardboard belt. <laughs> no, that. Right, but you know, Sakura uh, Hokuto wins here and uh, retains the three AW cardboard championship. Look forward to the next defense. Then. Yeah, so after that, we had the Gaia Hardcore match, which might be my second favorite match of the night. We had uh, yeah, Dash oh, versus Hibiki, which they've been building that up for like quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think... Hibiki was being like a menace, basically. Yeah, I think Alex said that Hibiki had asked uh, Chigusa, he's just like, hey, can you teach me how to do death matches? <laughs> I think there are rules. I mean, I think that doesn't work. surprise me. <laughs> I don't think you can really teach that, but I mean, that's actually going to be our wrestling school. We're going to be the head and we're going to teach people how to do death matches. Uh, but uh, <laughs> this match was incredible. Bad, so, literally, rock the stage and just put a ladder and jumped off of it down onto Hibiki. <laughs> First of all, Hibiki came Hibiki? out with Bob Wall. Wrapped her on her neck. <laughs> yeah, that's so gangster. I don't need to say that. And she had a shopping cart full of megaphones. <laughs> I mean, they they do make like quite a painful weapon. Of it. Yeah, I mean, she did body slam dash on a bunch of them. So, <laughs> but the spot of the night, we don't have to go ahead and get it out there. Uh, uh, so Dash brought out a Japanese table. So you uh, put Dash on it. Then she climbed to the top. Off the top to the floor through the table onto Dash. Dash looked like she got whiplash from that. Yeah, because this wasn't one of those okay, get put through a table, it looks pretty safe. Dude, Habiki and Dash took it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Habiki was take all of my weight and yeah. you're just gonna have to deal with it it's crazy when we get uh they eventually got into the ring Habiki could not put her away for some reason and then another ladder got brought into play then the barbed wire got put into play uh I think it had the barbed wire and then something else on top of it trapping Habiki and then Dash went to the top and I believe Double foot stomped it, and that's how she won. She won by committing absolute murder. Yeah, she just kind of like killed her in that match, which I loved it. Oh, I loved it. I think they should do it again. <laughs> um, that's gonna be crazy when we get to the main event because God. Uh, but next was the history match, right? Yeah. So we had like the. But... Originals. We had uh, Chikayo Nagashima, Maker Satomura, the NXT champion, Toshi Matsu <laughs> versus Chigusa, Kaoru, and Sakura Hiroto, who came out in her rookie gear. Why are you wearing that? And. Sakura Hirota decided to respond with, because I'm 18 years old, and Chigusa just died. She couldn't. <laughs> she just could not. 
She cannot handle this. Uh, yeah, Sakura saw everybody coming out in like fancy gear, and she's like, "I'm not doing that." It's like I'm coming out my rookie. I'm coming. Yeah, uh, but uh, Tagusa laughed for like majority of the. Uh, this match was surprisingly good and hilarious all at once. Uh, Until well, everybody Mako got in the room. Yeah, yeah. Mako, you could tell this, she just didn't want to do anything. <laughs> Mako got NXT pilled and not in the same sense. Yeah, she she saw one Johnny Gargano match and that was it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it sucks because we know Mako's good. It. The, the performance in this one wasn't it. Uh, but everybody else, they did great. Uh, the I fact like... Mako was like one of the worst people in the world, the worst person in the world. It's crazy. And you have like, no offense to Chigusa, but she's not what she used to be. <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> she's not <laughs> we'll put it like that. Uh, on, a, on a scale from Chikusa to Ito, you might want to take your pick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, it's crazy that she was the worst in this match, especially one of our people couldn't even run. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I mean, to be fair, at least Chikusa didn't need help getting into the ring. She's not oh, like yeah, Mucho. Sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. She didn't have somebody sitting there waiting out, bro. Uh, but no. <laughs> This was a fun one. They tried to do the uh, well first. Uh, the Mako led team did do the uh, Mishinoku Pro uh, Kaiyantai spot, and then the Hiroda. <laughs> uh, that did that went. Uh. And then the ending was pretty flat because, uh, I mean, Mako, NXT pilled. But eventually there was a spot where Sakura Hirota, she just passed out on top of Mako and almost. <laughs> you know, we got to give props to Sakura Hirota when we can. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Mako indeed did bring the smash down some, so sorry. I, we love you, Mako. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she won, of course, with the Scorpion Rising. Yeah. What was the happy? She history? missed. Oh yeah, she missed it. She, the which we call it, the Hurricane Rana from Hirota too. So. Yeah. The... Mako decided not to wrestle that day. Decided to stand back. <laughs> now, then we get to our main event, which. Well, first, we got to get to the axis. Uh, for Marvelous, the team was Rim Katakura, Mia Momono, and their ex was Mei Hochizuki. And then... I feel for... like that makes sense as well. Wait, Osaka came in and take liberties to become a tag champ. Mika Iwata earlier in the night and she's back out here again yeah also we found out Dash is injured uh, 
say other than big props to Dash for taking all that fighting to come out here and wrestle this match again as well. Uh, big props to Dash. Um, but I, I don't know. Okay, like I said, Shuri versus Utami, probably the best full-on match I've seen. But I think for match of the years, I'm going to tie this at two because it just felt more important. Even when the ring introduction, yeah, I feel like there was more on li- on the line for this as well. Yeah, it was all or nothing for both teams. Uh, they were all going for broke here, and even with the introductions, it was just like the tension was high. You cut it with a knife. It was just like the biggest of big fight feels. Um, and that's no offense to Shuri Natami. It was just like this one has been built for a long time, and everything was literally on the line here. Uh, yeah, they really benefited from COVID putting it off like Yeah, for true. For true, because what ended up happening was fantastic. Um, so it was elimination style, and boy, they just went at it. Literally, it was it was great because it was it had the big fight feel to it, and then it turned into all-out gang warfare. That's probably what made it so captivating. Um we started off, you'll never guess who got eliminated first. Surprisingly, it was not Dash. Miko <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wada got eliminated first by Ren Category. Ren said, I'm, I'm getting, you're going you gonna to eat this L. I'm a stardom superstar. You need to remember this. Uh, she beat her with the crucifix driver where she dumps her on her head. Uh, then, of course, Dash comes in next and she eliminates Mei Hochizuki, who got like nothing. I mean, it started off pretty fast, the match as a whole, because the Marvelous team went straight for speed and just went crazy. Which, I mean, in contrast to the uh, Sendai team, that was probably their strength, was being super, super fast. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think this was a mess up here. I don't know if you saw it or if I was seeing stuff, but Dash hit Mei with the Michinoku driver. And then Tommy just didn't count three the first time. And then it didn't even look like she kicked out to me. I could be wrong because I was also eating at the same time. But I don't think that May kicked out. But, like, Tommy was just like, oh, it's a kick out. And then so Dash just was like, all right, I'll just drop on her head again. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember that. It was like that probably did happen because I remember watching it and I was just like, I can't remember what bit it was. But like, a little bit off about the match. Like at least in in one of the spots, so it was... yeah, it was it was weird. But you know, Dash got an elimination on uh, May, but of course she's not gonna shine because she's getting eliminated next. Uh, <laughs> you get you get to beat a rookie, but you ain't, you don't get to beat anybody who's important. Um, so Dash gets eliminated, and then it's down to a two on one situation with Mio Momono and Ren Katakura versus Chihiro Hashimoto, and. I don't know why, but as soon as I saw this, I was like, bro, Chihiro's about to bury both of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I know it was like two on one, but it... it, it this... Yeah. Two on yeah, one. Ain't no... <laughs> yeah, and I was right. So, <laughs> uh, You know, it was a super smart work two on one, too. Because they could have did like something that was so basic, like throw somebody out the ring and then hit your finish and get eliminated but uh hosh went for the albright and on ren and mio grabbed uh ren trying to 
Akash grabs Mia Momono with one of her arms and with the other one, and she Albright's ran at the same time, just arm drags Mia Momono into the ring. Uh, that was sweet. <laughs> uh, and then she eventually puts Ren away with the power slam that she had been learning with Jensei Shizaki, but like Ren was trying to kick out for all of her life. <laughs> um, but of course she ain't she ain't kicking out of that. But and then this final stretch was probably easily the best stuff on the show. I feel like the final stretch of this with uh, Momono and Hash, I feel like on the same level as like Yatami and Shuri's entire match. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, it was just the passion was pouring out of them. Everything was on the line, and they did not want to let their team down. So uh, you got to see all of that on display there, and it just made the match special. There was various times where I thought Mio Momono had it, and we did our predictions last week. We thought that the Marvelous team was going to win. Mm. But, of course, we you know, that didn't happen. Uh yeah, no, Hashimoto hits no one makers there. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Hashimoto hits the Albright, and it was a crazy looking one. She got a little, she like, it was different from all of her other ones because like it's like she had a lower grip on the wrist, so like she lifted Mio Momono up and just dumped her on her neck. Uh, and she got the win, so her she wins the three AW championship, and then Mika and Dash win the three AW tag titles that are never going to be seen again. Uh, shuts up, Dash. She, she died and she came out for a tag title. <laughs> yeah, no wonder uh, Dash was injured because I think she rust- she must have wrestled like 30 minutes in like oh yeah, high sure. intense matches. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. So I understand why she's hurt. Um, then afterwards, to come here, I got in the ring and she was like, I'm returning, Sue, and we just have to imagine that she's about to take this belt off, Chihiro. <laughs> Yeah, there's like, I feel like the reason they gave it to Hash, the 3AW, because Iro is not hurt. there. Yeah. Yeah. Because Takumi was hurt, you had kind of had to. Um, in which they set up a tag title match for the Sendai Girl tag titles with you and Hashimoto versus Miyamoto and Ren. I could see Marvelous taking their tag titles. Yeah, I feel like the something's going to happen with the titles because, like, why like, just doesn't have any. Yeah. And I, I can feel see like that kind of pulls well as a as a company. Yeah, that's probably one of the main nitpicks with people trying to get into Marvelous because belts add a lot to companies. It gives people something to chase. It helps them develop a story with a certain title. It adds a lot. And not having those kind of handicaps you in some sense. Um, I feel like as well, at least from like a viewer's standpoint, when yeah there's no belts you don't really feel like you're invested Invest. in anything yeah because there's nothing they're fighting over they're just they're fighting mm. especially if they're just booked on the fly uh i could see a world where ren and mio take the sendai girl tag titles and sendai just uses the 3aw titles and then the kumi wins the 3aw singles title so kind of so like marvelous and sendai both get a piece of Gaia history and their company's everlasting. Yeah, I can I can see them doing something like that. I don't know how yeah. 
they'll they'll do something. They'll do something. But one thing's for sure, Takumi's winning this title. Uh, honestly, probably one of the best shows of the year so far. Uh, one thing we forgot to talk about after we covered Stardom that I want to get into, Hameka uh, and Poi, they're both injured. And that brings up the thing of when is Stardom going to realize that, one, they're running too much shows, two, on these shows they're running that aren't big shows, they the roster can just have fun. There is no need for them to go their hardest in Kanazawa in a 10-person tag. Yeah, I feel like this is what made, like, I say this all the time about 2019 stardom, but I feel like this is what mm-hmm. made 2019 stardom house shows watchable. Because they weren't going, like, a million miles an hour in every single match on every single show. So it's, it's like, you want the fun stuff, like the, you know, mixed partner tag. Because, yeah. you know, it's... I mean, I know Poi got hurt anyway, but... Yeah, but thing is, also looking at that, all the girls in that tag was having fun. They were all having fun, and that's a big thing. Not only can they have fun on these uh, nothing shows by not being so serious and maybe just doing some comedy, but also it gives them personality, which most of the stardom roster is desperately lacking right now. Yeah, I mean... it, no, nobody has personalities. It's just that no, there's because some there, of the way that they're booking, they yeah. look boring as hell. I mean, from what I've seen, like during the live streams, Micah's funny, but yeah. she looks like Showcase she has no that. personality in the show. <laughs> yeah, showcase that. Um, also, don't run as many shows. Some weirdos on Twitter will put cage match links saying, "Oh, this company runs more shows." Somebody gave me a link showing that Dragon Gate runs more shows. And for y'all who don't watch Dragon Gate, Dragon Gate house shows are literally 90% comedy, 10% wrestling. They do not wrestle their hardest on those shows. They literally... I don't think they film them a lot either. No, no, they don't. Uh, they literally, it's the most kid-friendly stuff. Their house shows are literally just, like, kid shows. They just have fun. Yeah, I mean, it's and like, you could make the argument about um, Ice Ribbon as well, because Ice Ribbon does yes. the regular shows and they do, like, Peas Party and, mm-hmm. like, quite often. But because they're, like, you know, shorter matches, they're not going all out every single match, and they're having more fun. It's rare oh, yeah, that you sure. hear getting injured yeah see so a lot of people's arguments on that is dead and maybe stardom should just reconsider although they probably have no say but it would help a lot just saying um yeah they need to like relax with everybody to 100 every single show because i feel like it's just being more detrimental yeah Soon we're going to have rookies going to 30-minute draws and singles matches every show. I can't wait for the Lady C versus uh, 30-minute battle. Yeah, me too. Uh, so next week's a little different for because there is not anything going on. Everything is happening on the 26th. And when I say everything, I mean everything. TJPW, Dragon Gate, Noah, uh, Ice Ribbon, 
I'm probably missing something else. I think DDT too. They have a show on the 26th. Everybody's running on the 26th. Um, so next week we're gonna review this old Stardom show that we found. Of course, we're gonna have our booking. Probably the zero one show with Shima and Masato Tanaka, and we're gonna find something for the third. We don't know what that will be yet. We'll probably spend a week or so <laughs> trying to figure that out. But we'll, we'll maybe we'll watch it. Or something. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, we could do that. Uh, but as far as this week, that's all we got. Uh, that's what we got on tap for next week and the following week. We should for sure should know what we have on tap because everybody's running that weekend. Uh, literally the day we record that night, everybody's having shows. It's crazy. Uh, but anyway, that is all for us. So see you next time.